0: Welcome to Chicana Moms Podcast, your host Amapola Ramírez, a Chicana sharing a little bit of her heart to inspire and create change to all the Chicana sisters. Hola Chicana Moms, ¿cómo están? Espero que estén muy bien. I personally, I am very excited for today's episode and also wanted to also give thanks to all those beautiful ladies that showed up uh, yesterday at the Mujeres Unidas at UCR. And it was an amazing, beautiful experience. Um, I'm very grateful for you ladies. And I really hope uh, to continue to attend beautiful events like that because I love to share my passion about like self-care and compassion. And also, you know, like the previous episode, um, that I recorded that it's a revolution. It's a revolution into, you know, our lives that we have to implement self-care and obviously self-care, like I mentioned, <laughs> is not spending money, but many other ways of empowering yourself to be able to, you know, have the awareness of where you are in life and what are the things you want to change. And and even though it's not that easy, that you're still going to have that compassion for yourself. And this is why I invited this beautiful lady by the name of Michelle Gomez, who is a success coach and the creator of Healed Ehas 2020. Um, you will take so much information um, as I did and it's very life changing honestly. Um, and this is just like an intro you guys because I think that you seek her her services, like her passion of what she loves to do, um, you'll definitely be able to implement something new in your life that you were probably never aware of. So I don't want to do any more of the talking because I really want you to hear what she has to say. So this is Michelle Gomez, a success coach. And so let's get started. Hello, Michelle. Welcome. Thank you so much for being here with us. And if you can just Obviously, give us the input as to who you are, what you do, what's your passion, what is your why in this world?
1: Oh, thank you, Emma, for that. My name is Michelle Gomez. I am an author, speaker, life, and career coach, and my purpose is to help elevate what is excellence in life in general, but also in spaces of influence and power, like in the corporate boardroom, whether in entrepreneurship or in academics. And very recently, I pivoted a portion of my business to focus on helping adult daughters deal with their loving one mother wound.
0: Okay. Okay. So it's, you just work a lot. It just Is it adult females or also young? Yes. Okay.
1: So far, it's been adult females. It's still, still pretty new. Um, I am not new to the mother wound healing process. I have been on my healing journey for many, many years. Yeah. I um, didn't speak of it. Um, that it's shameful for a very long time I was just scared to say it out loud I mean we come from a culture where we're taught to revere our mothers as like La Maria, you know yeah. so to admit that I didn't feel that way because of the wounds of my past in my childhood it was very difficult for me to speak out loud but this mother wound kept me back even when I was doing so well in business career life in general there was still a part of me that I wasn't allowing people to get close to or I wasn't speaking truth, too, or shedding light, too, because I was afraid. I was embarrassed, you know, to say about. So now that I'm on the other side of that, I I realized when I started sharing this briefly with my email community, all the women that replied back to me let me know that they weren't alone, that I wasn't alone. That hey, we're here, too. We, We understand, like, where can we go and talk about this? So that's when... You know, I really believe that things happen for you, not to you. And mm-hmm. so this happened for me. And so I went and I created the faith and I wrote an ebook. And now it was six weeks. We were over a hundred, like, over a hundred details in the group already in six weeks.
0: Wow. So that's that me, cool.
1: yeah, that showed me, like, wow, this is clearly a taboo topic. And I need to create a safe and productive environment for so women to come and talk about this stuff.
0: Yeah. No, you're right. Definitely. I think, you know, we got so at some point comfortable and not opening up like how we really feel, you know, and how we perceive life. And because a lot, I mean, in my personal life, like my mom was more kind of like, uh, it was more, I saw more frustration and burnout than anything, but it wasn't more like, oh, let me just tell you this is how I feel. I feel alone. And, you know, and as you're saying, yeah, you started sharing that story with you and you created an ebook. What is the name of your ebook?
1: My e-book is
0: called "The Healing my Mother wound. A Journey to Healing the Inner Ego." Mm, love it, love it. I like that. I like that. So you said about six weeks, and there was like over a hundred women just yeah. in need of it. In need of what? Wow, that's pretty good. So we need to have
1: a place to come and not only hear the validation that that confirms that they're not crazy. Yeah, because a lot of times we just think we're crazy. What I think Oh, we're making this because our our culture tells us que dramáticas. Mm-hmm. If we speak up and if we speak up and complain that you know somos malagradecidas, maltratadas, yeah. you know, ridículas, desfavorecidas, all that, you know. Um And then of course you get scolded sometimes by other women in your life that tell you that that dreaded comment. You must be in a mother, you know, guilting you yeah. into. Feeling pain that you didn't inflict on yourself, so it's very difficult for you to for women to find the words to express and validate their pain if they don't have that information at hand. And so, in the group, I share all the tools and resources that have helped me. I provide them um, a sort of reframing patterns so that rather than look at it one way, try looking at it this, you know, and sharing yeah. data that supports that, you know, some of the traumas and experiences of our past yeah. uh, are very, very present, it's, and a lot of people feel that, leave the past in the past, why are you bringing the past up, because the past is very much present, these women, are women just like you and I, that mm-hmm. are adults, and we're trying to figure it out, and we're trying to raise more conscious ethos now, and mm-hmm. how can we give that we don't have, and so, in this group, is, is the. Oh, I remember when I was, in my pain like deep, there was no place to go. I mean, talk about
0: this. Yeah. So
1: now there's a place. Now there's a place to come and be around other women that can validate your experience. And, you know, in my group, we, we share openly that it's a non-shaming zone. Um And we're, we validate your feelings in a way that also gives you tools to move forward, rather than just stay here. Like, it's one thing to stay there and decide, like, I'm just going to sit here and be stuck in the thought, and I'm just going to complain the rest of the day, yeah, right, and that's a choice, but if you mm. want to move forward and move past it, that's the next level of the program, is to be able to give you guidance, support, tools, resources, and accountability to help you move forward, Yeah. so that's, that's just a part of my journey to decide, am I going to stay in a way do I need to figure this out and, you know, to unpack it first, or am I willing to move forward, and neither one is wrong, it
0: just that's just where you are in your journey. That's all. Yeah, I mean, I you know, it's helping women feel like they belong somewhere, right? Like creating a safe space. Like you said, non yeah. like non shaming. Yeah, that's that's like very powerful. I mean, um, it helps. Like the validation and the reminder of like you're not alone, and yes, it's okay to not be okay. But like, how can we all help each other? It's like working individually in our healings, but we're working together at the same time, which is still even very powerful. It's right. Kind of so, i hear, yes, yeah.
1: I'm having been on my own journey. I, I went to therapy. I hired a life coach. Yeah. I read a lot. So I took a lot of the information that I read about. I read multiple books on difficult relationships with mothers. I'm actually currently reading a book on narcissistic parenting mm. um, because that, that shows up a lot in women's lives, that commonality of having a narcissistic parent yeah. and how that has, been, has contributed or even festered the mother loan for
0: that. Yeah. Can you touch base a little bit? Maybe, you know, some people might not understand that narcissistic parent. Like, what are some... You know signs that they can pretty much look out for just to see if that's something that you know they fall under. Sure, um, if, if it might
1: be helpful to kind of focus on what the murder wound is for some for women who don't fall. Okay, and then we can kind of go into the narcissism. Mm. Okay.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's okay. fine. That's fine. Yeah. All
1: right. So your mom, ma- your mama, right? She's the first person you had a relationship with. Mm-hmm. She carried you in her body for nine months. She gave birth to you and cared for you through your formative years. So your relationship with your mama is the foundation where you develop your sense of self. Your first sort of internal representation of your identity. Like, oh, this is how I'm supposed to be by watching her. And it's where you learn how to interact with the world. But also how your mother interacted with you says a lot about how you feel about yourself. Mm -hmm. So if you have a personal disconnect with your inner feminine and you struggle to define your worth through your own eyes, you're experiencing the mother wound because it's the inability to do yourself treatment you received from the mother.
0: Yeah. So if
1: you receive signs like, like abuse with emotional, physical, spiritual, mental, um, neglect of some sort, ambivalence, you know, mm-hmm. just like a disregard, feeling like you're not important, um, even yeah. jealousy, like competitiveness with your mother, yeah. or a sense of control, you know, like a mother who controls you and that's, you know, these are all defining factors of, why you can't seem to develop your own identity because you're still behaving how mom wanted you to behave at her home,
0: yeah.
1: even as an adult. And so if you mm-hmm. feel you're unworthy, if you feel you're not, you're never enough, if you feel you're unlovable, if you feel that the only way you can contribute is that people control you, this is all running up the motherhood because this is what you were taught and you got into adulthood, you struggle to disconnect from that. So it still shows up in how you think of yourself. Yeah. But narcissism is actually a more sinister way of parenting, and it's actually not even just in parenting anymore This can show up in romantic relationships, and friendships, yeah, in the workplace. But narcissism is when somebody uh, allows their ego and their um, insecurities to be on onto you, and so they want you to be a, as a parent. They want the child to be an extension of that but mm-hmm. you have to be a mini-me you have to be a foot soldier you know and if, yeah. if you behave that way then I will extend love and affection whatever whatever that is Some narcissists can hug and show and say hey good job others just maybe they don't berate you emotionally that way because you somehow behaved in a way where they felt like I'm going to show some um, I guess constraint today right but yeah. it just depends on how they show love but the narcissist either expresses love when you behave and act and be the way, the way that uh, this is an extension of their ego, so it boosts themselves, or if you decide to go on your own and do something different and not follow through, they they withdraw the love. So narcissism is, is a very, it's almost like being an emotional terrorist. You really just expect everyone to deny who they are in your presence, and mm-hmm. they they have to think like you, be like you, act like you, so that is an extension. An extension of your ego to overcome and overshadow your insecurity. So mm-hmm. a lot of, um, you know, unfortunately, and this actually came up in my group very recently because mm-hmm. um, Latino culture of parenting actually has a lot of narcissism in it. You know, because it, it some of it, some of it's intentional, some of it isn't, but some of it's like, well, I came here from, you know, as an immigrant, I came here with nothing, so now my children have a responsibility to grow up and be what I couldn't be. But so yeah. they push, and they push, and they guilt, and they shame, and they, and all that, in, in order to, for the parent to feel like, I didn't come here for anything, This child didn't go out and see what I could see. And, and so it, that, that sounds a lot like narcissism and right? Yeah. Um, but, but also, then there's, there's a sense of, uh, aside from, uh, success, I guess, or being able to go out and take advantage of all the opportunity, there's, how you rear your children, how, what, what kind of spouse you marry, and whether the spouse comes before the mother or not. Should the mother have a key to your house? Should, should you be financially supporting your parents? These are all possibilities of narcissistic tendencies the parent could on the child. a child. If I'm going to show you love, you need to do this. Otherwise, um, I'm not going to show you love. I'm going to abandon you emotionally yeah narcissism so, is, is yeah, very cynical it's, and it's um, something that uh, a lot of women in all in groups have shared a commonality and
0: experience with. Yeah, definitely. I mean, as you're saying, the emotional abandonment, oh my God, like it's totally like how I grew up personally, you know, um, I felt like emotionally I grew up just like on my own trying to figure out I would observe others, you know, females like in my aunts, but it was just not the same because like you mentioned, you know, that connection with the mother is everything. And and as, as you're speaking, and I'm like, also, because I like to share a lot of my life as well. Um, okay. uh, it, it took me to how a even in high school, I had more guy friends and girlfriends. There was always something with females that, yeah, I did have some girlfriends. But there was always some sort of, like, jealousy. I don't know if it was me or them. or that, That's just how the vibe I felt was happening. So okay. I would, like, remove myself. And then yeah. I'm thinking, like... I was I grew up so close with my father. Obviously he, we have a really good relationship and he's very affectionate, loving, caring, respectful. My mom's obviously different, not that she didn't love me, but obviously she could have done it a different way. But yeah. um I could totally see those patterns with myself and I'm sure there's a lot of women out there like you said are are in the same space, you know. Um but yeah. it's so nice to hear obviously to be like, "Oh, all this time I was not the only one." You know?
1: Well, and I, and it's really great that you had that that connection there where you were at least you're self aware, like, wow, I've noticed that I have I've had sort of a, an inability or a disconnect to creating meaningful relationships with other women. Yeah and so it requires you to kinda of inquiry like what's that about? And they do that in the group a lot, you know, as far as the coping process. Self awareness is really, really strong, you know, and collective yeah. healing when you're in a group of women it's just stronger. But now she can say, oh, yeah, I've been there, or that happened to me, too. And then the other one says, yes, oh, my gosh, yes, absolutely. So I get it. Um, And so when you experience those moments of self-awareness, it's really powerful. I mean, even just, um, especially if you were raised by a narcissistic parent, if you saw how certain relationships or certain ways of being earned you love that day, you know, like if you were one to... That, like, if your father was a narcissist, and he didn't like that he a little girl, but he's like, oh, you're going to be a girl, and he, like, made fun of you, or, like, it would make you feel like you're being, you know, feminine, you know? And yeah. so then now you grow up as an adult, and now you want to be strong guy friends. Well, not, now you know that could be a indicator of the narcissistic parenting pattern of, you needed to show disregard for feminine relationships in order to be accepted by your father. Yeah. And so now as you're an adult you can decide, hmm, am I going to step into that or not? But at least it's self awareness. And and so when you you just saying that shows that there's a pattern there. And I, I don't know if your dad was an narcissist, or not. It doesn't sound like he was. Yeah. But if you were that that's kind of like why why is that? But also an opportunity for you to look at how your mom Reacted to or revered other women in her life. Was she not comfortable with them? Did she not trust them? Yeah. You know, was she worried about them getting too close? So that could be where you pick that up as well. So it all has a really just a, a way of looking back. At it. it doesn't make you crazy. A lot of times we grow up and we think, I'm so, I'm so wrong. I'm such a bad person because I can't develop relationships with women. I'm just not. I'm yeah. not a girl girl. You know. And then you label yourself something and you disqualify yourself. And it's like, no, 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 there's, there's another reason why this is happening. But so let's look the that and like decide if you want to break that pattern or not. If you're totally comfortable being just a guy, girl, and playing all the guys, there's no problem with that. Yeah. You know, but just don't, just don't make yourself a, There's you don't need to make yourself a, I'm not a girl, girl. So yeah. why you completely close yourself up to this feminine relationship.
0: Yeah. No, yeah, that's true. I mean, just to make sure, okay, you know, like you said, self-awareness is very powerful. You know, you start shifting things, you know, in your life, the choices, the way you even perceive life. And yeah, I think, um, you know, like sharing my story, obviously it's like, I've seen that improvement, but I am at some point kind of picky with that. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. I'm pretty sure it's, it's a good thing, (laughs) but, um, yeah, I think, you know, it's, it's important to be able to understand, you know, where, where we all fall under, like in regards to that relationship that we have. We had or we didn't have with our parents and it defines it does I I don't know I mean do you agree that at some point it doesn't define obviously who you will be for the rest of your life unless there's something that's implemented right like you said like circle like meetings or just you know um like your services as well you know providing like an intervention right and that's only the desire of just wanting it in, in yeah, and it's a it's, it's
1: a it's a place in your in your healing where you're ready to do that because some women, depending on you know where they are in their healing, they still need to be in therapy, and I'm not a I'm not a yeah. therapist, I'm not a life so, so I'm, I'm, I come in to validate a lot of what what the therapist is already telling them. But I also provide them tools to move forward. That's yeah. the difference. The therapist will help you understand your pathology of the family, mm-hmm. you know, and, and help you understand certain emotions and why you experience anxiety or toxic stress um, as a result of your childhood. So they help you understand what like, the feeling. What we do in the group is we help you uh, validate that feeling but also give you tools to move past it if you want. So like I said, some people are very, very comfortable being in their broken state. Yeah, they're very comfortable and that's not wrong it's just that's just where they are in their process um it's sort of healing to say to be able to sit there and still complain and you know paint wrong as this person that really hurt you and you know it sort of justifies where you are in life because you're still in pain yeah so it's not wrong it's just that's just where you are in life and so um Depending on where you are in the process, if you're ready to move forward, then the things we talk about in the group, we do just have to share methods
0: and tools and resources. Yeah, yeah, that's good, and I think um, also attached to all attached to all of that, um, which you've mentioned before, you know. which I've heard you mention, which helped me tremendously, by the way, it's that imposter syndrome, right? That not like just taking in all your accomplishments and feeling, you know, like, hey, I, I, I deserve it. Like, I'm going to share it, you know, and just vocalizing. A lot of times um, I would kind of hold myself back because, you know, I'd be like, yeah, I have two masters, but I felt like by saying it, I felt like people were going to think I was like, being presumida and that was never my intention yeah. obviously you know but right? yes it was so hard but you I, hearing you and the other uh i think it was a another um episode you recorded i think it was AS the podcast i think okay. yes i was yeah. like oh my god oh my god <laughs> totally yeah. like the way you worded but you know, if you can share with our listeners about that imposter syndrome, because I think it's obviously is attached with all of these other things, you know, of healing That's ourselves. so funny you
1: mentioned that. Oh yeah. my gosh, it's so funny you mentioned Let me tell you this, okay? Uh-huh. Life is really, life has a real beautiful way. When you decide to embark on a healing journey, it has mm-hmm. a really beautiful way of uncovering things like an onion. Right. Yeah. For so long, if anybody who read my first book, *On Your you heard my story, and you probably picked up on my like yearning for my mom's attention, yeah. and like yearning for her validation, and just to see me. Can you just see me and be proud of me? I need, I need to feel that you're proud of me. Yeah. And I needed that from her. So you read it, right? And so you, you picked up on that. that yeah. Sort of, can, can you see me, please? It felt like she could only see my brother because he was the one in trouble. You know, okay. he was the one in and out of prison, in and out of rehab, you know, getting arrested, getting bites, fight, stealing. And I wasn't doing any of that stuff. Yeah. I'm over here doing, like, protective things, and she just didn't care, right? They're yeah. seen that way, you know? Um, and so I I felt, you know, I fought with imposter syndrome quite a lot. But then when I started, I worked through the imposter syndrome, and then I still felt like there was something un, unmet there. And, and I had a, I actually had a really, like a breakdown with my mom last year that forced me to finally address this. Oh, wow. And so as I was doing, yeah, like I've already done a lot of reading and yeah. so, you know, and I knew all the things. I knew all the things. That's the boundaries. You, did boundaries. you need to be non-reactive, you need not to dig. I, I, I still was digging. I was still reacting to the first step. I was still getting defensive. So mm-hmm. you know, I would spend time with her and then i leave from visiting with her and feeling like defeated and angry and frustrated and I was like reading really isn't looking like she needs something else yeah. so, so yeah. I just I, I decided to hire my own coach and started doing the deep side work after she and I had a major breakdown in our relationship last year and I was facing the possibility of not having her in my life anymore for yeah. my own mental health. That's how bad it was but yeah. then um but then after, you know, working working on that stuff and started doing more deep dive. Guess what? Guess what experience is so high in women with them with another one? Imposter syndrome. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I was like, oh, my God. Like it's, <laughs> I had to, it's like, like swimming down the street. I had to visit the imposter island first yeah. and then spend time there. And then as I went further down the street and got to the mother island, they were like, oh, uh, you need to the two the imposter syndrome first, right? Because that's part of the journey. <laughs> what? But I was blown away yeah. full of sense now right like if you have a disconnect with your identity
0: mm-hmm.
1: if, if you are brilliant and like internally you're brilliant you're strong you're smart you're, you're ambitious you're magical and then you're out here doing all these wonderful things and the world is recognizing what you do and, and giving you awards and degrees and, and opportunities and it's all happening but yet you're like what I don't deserve this? Like, how is this even possible? Yeah. Are you sure? Are you sure you want to do that for me? Yeah. Um, it's because you didn't get that reinforcement when you were young, that, hey, you're going to grow up and do anything. Like, you know, you, you are going to, you know, you are brilliant, you are strong, you know, you need to be, mm-hmm. figure out who you are and go out and do that, you know, and like, you, weren't a, you weren't a force, path. you were it, instead requested to, to contort to somebody else's. Desires, yeah. and, and egos, and so of course, if you come in an the building and you you still have the brain that you're blessed with, you still have the heart you were blessed with, but yeah, stuff it's veil
0: mm-hmm.
1: that that doesn't yet. So, like when you look in the mirror and that you can't really see your full face because you have a veil that you haven't lifted yet. Yeah, so it's, yeah, it's crazy how that um. happened. I'm like, whoa! <laughs> maybe I, mean, if I would have, I could have started with another one first, and then done impostor the second, but. I trust the and I
0: trust that this is how it is. Yeah. Happens. Hey, but it worked out, right? No matter how where you started, <laughs> it brought you to where you were meant to be. Yeah. True. No, I hear you. I think it's a validation because I personally have been in this space where I'm like, Okay, why am I? why do I love school so much? With growing up like an elementary I did not get good grades. It was like homework. My mom would take me to tutoring, but I didn't really care for it. But there was some sort of something happened in my uh, in my 20s that I was like, screw this. Like, I need to. And I I was like, am I just like trying to seek my mom's validation to see, hey, look at me. I'm still doing something great, even if I'm in my 30s and, and you know, 40s and, and then I find myself thinking that I'm like, you know what, at some point, maybe I am. And and then I'm like, well, no, that's not really what I'm gravitating for exactly. But I think without realizing, it, I think we sometimes do that no matter what I think, you know, like you said, you know, you're trying to talk to your mom. You, you already was thinking like, I'm just going to remove myself from my mom. And I think, you know, I can relate to how that frustration of, like, oh, my God, is this necessary? Do I really? And then guilt kicks in because it's like, oh, but it's, you know, it's our mom. You know, how can I? Right. And, oh, it's like a cycle of, like, chaos in her it's mind. Cycle. Yeah. Right. And that's why I, I know all of that. And, and now I'm at a place with my mom where all the work that
1: I've done, um, I've actually, I'm actually at a place with her now where I can be around her for increments of time and she doesn't trigger me anymore. It's really strange. So it's um, possible.
0: It's like Absolutely. <laughs> I'm like, it's and, possible.
1: And it's possible to have your own identity. Yeah. To be completely autonomous, separate. And still have a relationship with her based on your own terms. Is it going to be easy effort? No. When yeah. I started this, just when we only had a breakdown last year. I didn't see her for a little bit because I just needed to secure my inner ego. Like, she needed to know that she was safe.
0: Yeah. Okay, we're not
1: gonna go, We're not gonna take you back into that house and put you around that energy. You're, we're gonna keep our distance for a little bit while we figure out how to secure you. And so I didn't, and like the holidays, you know, like the Thanksgiving, I just decided, like, no, I'm gonna. I almost wanted to force myself to see what it was like to have a holiday To See if I can stomach it. You know, yeah. like, is it better to be around and be frustrated and or or just do it, swallow it, and just have the holiday, okay, for my kids, or whatever, right, I was trying to justify it, but every time I was around her, before before this breakdown, I always felt like I was rejecting myself, I was forcing myself to be around her, I was forcing myself to let her just treat me the way she wanted to treat me, I was forcing myself to, be engaged in conversations that I didn't want to be a part of, mm-hmm. um, you know, and and allow forcing myself to be in terms in her like sort of web, because she, my mom is an artist and she's passionate the this. so you know she has a way of making things better mix for me that doesn't make it look like that like she's not talking to me like she's just talking in general terms.
0: No, like piedradas, like, you know right? Meant for you, <laughs> las piedradas. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And
1: so anyway, I just was like, why am I putting myself through this? What return on emotion or on experience. Yeah. we all have a return on investment, right? Like, oh, I'm going to invest this and this is expected return. But what was the return on, for me to do that? And so when I, when we had our breakdown and she triggered me in a way that she had it in many, many years, I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. And yeah. so I kept my distance and then when I finally reached back out to her and I told her, if we're going to move forward, means on to my boundaries. And, and all the truths were spoken. I told her everything that she needed to know. And so, like, right, and we have, we, she didn't like the boundaries. In fact, she tried to make me feel bad for them. Yeah. But that's what narcissists do, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, and then, Latina like, you know, mothers want to be very enmeshed with their daughters. They want to think, like, God, it should be, like, this. God in your life, then me, then, then your husband, then me, then you. Like, I have to be closest to you. Yeah. Your husband can't be closer to you than, than I, you know? And so, that that all of that. She had to realize that's not going to be the case if we're going to be in each other's lives, this needs to be the understanding. And now she's, she's really understood that this, that's how it's going to be. And I don't even know that she necessarily changed. It couldn't mm-hmm. be that because my perspective may changed change and I'm not looking for her to trigger me anymore. Like, I'm not waiting. Like, mm, okay. here it comes. Here it comes. Yeah. You know, like, now I can just be around her and, and it's not trigger me. She's actually been just kind of there. And it's been great. I'm like, oh, this is wonderful. I don't need her to
0: mother
1: of me anymore. Yeah. I just want her to be a sister woman. Just be a sister woman. Just like when I hang out with my friends, she yeah. and I had lunch on Thursday. We went, we sat out, we lunch, we chat, we laughed. I'm like, all right, mom, see you later. Give her a hug and laugh. Yeah. And, I was, and I left in my car feeling like, wow, that's the first time in a really long time that I've been able to have lunch with her and not leave feeling like, frustrated. Yeah. And you know, I like, no, it was like, it was, I came out with a girlfriend that I hadn't seen in a while, like just catching up, just, you know, just talking. And when we left, and there was no, there was no, like I was able to just leave the visit there. So that's all part of my healing process, and this is what I'm going to be teaching in this program. Being able to be non-reactive, autonomous, securing your identity, securing your boundaries, and, you know, n- not be so concerned about, Constantly
0: needing her validation, yeah, for you to be who you need to be. Yeah, I like how you said that. That mother, you want her to be more of a sister woman than just like your mom, and that's really cool. I never, th- I never thought about it that way because you know it's that mindset like of Mexican mom or Latina moms, right? Like, no, I'm your mom regardless, yeah. and I'm always going to tell you what to do, and because I know more than you, and you're, <laughs> yeah, it's right. it overwhelming. <laughs> it is overwhelming, and it's- and
1: it's. And think about the pressure that we put on mothers. That was actually one of the best we put in our, our group. which was, you know, that whole sentence But mothers aren't supposed to add here, blank here, enter, comment here, right? Yeah. Mothers aren't supposed to make you feel bad about yourself. Mothers aren't supposed to, make exactly. You feel mothers aren't supposed to be jealous of you. you know, exactly. mothers aren't supposed to put you in, in harm's way. You know, that, that kind of thing. And so, yeah, we dealt with that, dealing with that up front. And am realizing they're just women, just like us, and we have this capacity to completely screw up our own children. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's just heal now so that we can see healed hijas that are raising healed hijas. You yeah. know, we're conscious parenting. And, exactly. and uh, so that's it's not only healing you as a woman, it's, it's healing your daughters that come after you. Mm-hmm. But the best part is, is knowing that when you work in our group, in our program, you don't need mom to change. Like, my mom, yeah. like I said, I don't know if she changed or not. I think my perspective of the change. Yeah, that's powerful. Of her change.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, But I didn't need her to change or be different or even acknowledge my pain or, or, or apologize. I just, I had to do it for me. So I told the women all the time, this isn't a this dump on mom group. We're not here to <laughs> yeah, mom. Yeah. This is about you. Mom is responsible for her own healing on her own time. You're not responsible for it, she is. You can only take responsibility for yourself.
0: Yeah. And so
1: there's a way to do that. And then um, I think the biggest myth is a lot of women assume that this will go away with time. Like, you know, time heals mm-hmm. all wounds, with that. And the other myth is, oh, this will all stop. Uh-huh. This will all be easier when my mom's dead. And mm-hmm. both of those are actually, their myths, just, just, just not, real, not real at all. Yeah. Like, if you think it's time heals all wounds, or other women say, this is in the past, like why are you bringing it up. It's, it's, okay, well then, tell me how you feel about yourself. Yet. How do you handle your wish today? And yeah. you'll see that it's not in the past, it's here. And I actually do have women in our sort of, whose mom has passed, and they're still doing the guilt, shame, yeah. things that they could have said, that they should have said, things that they, should, they wish they would have made clear before mom left, you know, um... Or even women who don't speak to their moms today. That's kind of a personal choice. That, yeah. well, I, haven't been, I haven't talked to my mom in over a year or something, don't "Right," mm-hmm. And that, the whole out of sight out of mind, my pain is gone. No, it's not real. So you, it, this is something that a woman who is struggling with a has to deal with but that she can just flourish into the the adult loving our daughter that the the adult loving a woman that she needs to be so she can go out and pursue all those beautiful
0: dreams and goals yeah that she wants for herself yeah you're right I mean we sometimes think like okay my mom has to change first because you know and then as she's moving forward with her change then I can change it's like no like you don't we don't wait for anyone like you just have to you know spread your wings at any time and just kind of like run with whatever amazing knowledge you're getting to be able to help yourself in your life. That's like what I'm hearing. Yeah. Yeah. That's so powerful. Yeah. That's totally, Oh my God. I need a session. (laughs) I need sessions with you.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Are you, you're in Southern California, right?
0: Yes. Uh huh. We are having our very
1: first. She will life event next month. And it's
0: totally free. Oh, cool. Um, it's, okay. It's
1: in Riverside, California on March 15th. March
0: So 15th. if you want to come, yes. you, can, you can definitely come. <laughs> okay, perfect. Okay. and um, so this they can find that information on your Instagram? Yeah. Or where can they contact yeah. you for this? Yes. Yeah, you'll
1: find it on my Instagram. I'll share that for yourself as well if you want to add it to your, mm-hmm. your um your notes that you've yeah. shown us I can give you the link to my ebook. It's free. My free ebook, so that's do my header one.
0: Okay. And
1: a link to um to the Heal e Hub Live event. Um if you we are about eighty I think it was eighty six percent capacity. So if I need to open up more spots I totally will. Just if you guys went into that where it says full, just inbox me. Okay. <laughs> but please <it's laughs> be free and it's a Sunday brunch in Riverside, California. Um you just want to eat brunch you can just order your brunch directly from the venue but yeah it's going to be a great event around just latina daughters
0: all trying to work through this stuff together and it's going to be a transformative type of event okay perfect oh my god i i want to be there i'm gonna be there it sounds so amazing yeah the more the merrier i think of you know learning so many things um related to you know as latinas because it definitely um and chicanas obviously um to help us heal and understand you know that we're not alone and that like you said inner hija right your inner child like just comforting it and just knowing like hey you're not alone we're still it's it might sound some people might say that's a little corny but it's not i mean to me it's not you know it's like healing your yeah. inner child
1: um, yeah, and and, and again, if, unless someone knows the pain of what that is, because there's a lot involved in the heal in the healing EHA journey. I mean, there's not only acknowledging and validating your pain, yeah. but it's mourning the loss of the vision of the of the daughter of the mother you wish you had.
0: Oh, you have exactly. Yeah, you know,
1: you have to like let that go. Um, reconnecting with the inner each, and that means like doing inner EHA, inner child healing, like going back into your childhood and. and when going to that place in your mind of where she was the most afraid for the most time, you know, and bringing her back with you, letting her know she's safe now. She's with yeah. you. She's not in the care of other adults that didn't pay attention. Then it's remothering yourself. So there's a lot of steps involved, and we provide those steps for you yeah. to give you certain resources. And, and it's in a collective setting. So we do offer one-on-one coaching, of course, if there's something deep that you want to focus on, out on your own with this Mm-hmm. Or,
0: if you want to do it in a group setting, we also go. Oh, okay. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. Some people feel comfortable alone and some in groups. So, that's a good, good option. Okay. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you so much, Michelle. I learned so much from you. And obviously, this is not the last time you're going to come back. And I'm going to work with you, of course, because I love all this knowledge. And, um, you know, I, like you said, that grieving aspect that sometimes we're grieving and we don't even know it. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. But thank yeah, thank you. And um, what is your Instagram account where people can find you? It's
1: um, at MG, my initials, Success Coach. Yeah, okay. Yeah, S U C C E S S. Yeah, MG Success Coach. Okay. MG Success
0: Coach. Can
1: you find me there? That's where I'll be able to get on my link tree there in my bio. Okay. Everything that you need.
0: Okay. Perfect. Perfect. And then, um, I will actually obviously tag you. So, um, thank you so much. And you're welcome back at any time, obviously, because there's so many things I'm pretty sure that, you know, we can touch base in the future as well, but thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you. so much for listening you can follow me on instagram at chicana moms podcast chicana health coach and la chicana therapist please leave your feedback i would love to hear from you rate us on itunes an anchor or soundcloud or anywhere where you can listen to podcasts adios